I am excited today to begin to uh, preach a message. Listen, here's the interesting thing about 2020. Nobody knew where 2020 was headed, okay? And I'm going to tell you, pastoring a church in 2020 is like playing quarterback, okay? So when I played quarterback, right, Cape Roundsburg High School, woo-woo, go Raiders. So there would be times I would come up to the line and we would have a play already called and you would look at the defense and you would say, there's no way that's going to work. And I would say this, red 20, red 20. That meant that we were going to audible. And then if I said, uh, red 20 right, red 20 right, that means we were going to run the same play to the left. And so you have to be aware of what your surroundings are. Amen. And 2020 is just that. And listen, these are not the days to shrink back to perdition. These are the days to stand forward to doing the things that God has gifted us to do. And 2020, pastoring the church has been like calling an audible every week. It's been like, okay, what are we going to do this week? How are we going to plan for this? What are we going to do with that? But listen, it's all good. And I want to tell you parents. Take a deep breath, and you students, encourage you today. You're going to do something great. Something amazing is going to happen that could have never happened in your family had this situation not been the way it is. Do not look at this situation and rub your head and roll your eyes and all of that. Embrace it, because our God who's incredible wants to do something incredible for you. Amen? When you play football... You, you have 10 yards to go to get a first down. And you, if you don't get that 10 yards, you have to punt. So you have to do everything you can to get a new set of downs. Once you get a first down, you get to do it all over again. Amen? We're living in an hour where we got to start getting first downs. we got to keep moving forward. we got to say, if it's third and three, what are we going to do to get those three yards? And we're going to do everything to get them. And I love it when you get a first down, when the ball ekes over that line and they come out from the sidelines and they measure and they say, you got it. And they do this like that. First down. I want to encourage you guys in your house. When you get a victory, look at your wife and say, baby, first down. We got a new set of downs. We got a new opportunity. Don't look at me that way, Todd. Smile when you're looking at me that way because... You got a first down, hallelujah. You guys got a new house. God provided something tremendous for you. But you know what? You're not stopping there. You got a new set of downs. Oh, folks, come on now. We're living in an hour where we get to see God do something amazing. These are not the times to hang our head. Just like this coming up, these two sessions. Pastor Rob would never have been available had this stuff not came to pass. So I want to encourage you guys. Two sessions. You get to get some more deeper teaching. Buy the book. It's 12 bucks. You will not be disappointed. Our students will be in the front section. Everybody else will be in the back. We're going to have two great sessions. God's going to do something good. We'd have never had this opportunity had 2020 not been in the place it is. But the quarterback called an audible. And I said, this is just not good enough for the class. we got to invite everybody to be a part of that. That's what you do when things are unusual. You call an audible. And you ask God to come in and touch what you're doing. God call, called an audible on Friday on me. And he said... I, I want you to look at things a little differently. We're talking about Romans chapter 16. 
And in Romans 16, 17, the Bible says something like this. Paul's telling the people in the end of his, uh, his exhortation, he said, listen, there's going to be people that bring division and opposition. And he says, what I want you to do is I want you to avoid them. It was an easy sermon to preach. Do you know how many times the Bible, I, I, there's about 100 scriptures that tell you who to avoid. <laughs> who to avoid. But I didn't feel like preaching a who you're supposed to avoid message today. I felt like preaching a who you need to hang with message. Amen? Who you need to hang with. Look at your neighbor and say, I hope he's going to talk about you as one of the people I get to hang with today. Listen, God has a tremendous plan for us. Amen? Listen, when I'm thinking about where God has placed Redeemer... We just had a, a, a big elders meeting to plan. And all, all week in preparing for that, God kept saying, look at what you guys have done. Look at what's happened in 2020. Look how amazing I've been. Look what transitions you've, you've been a part of. Look what the, the upgrades and the things that have taken place in there. You have not stood still. With, with me, you're always pushing down to the first line down marker, and he's gave us a new set of downs here. We need to be encouraged in these times and look for the diamonds in the rough. Look for those things where God is opening up a, a, an extra opportunity. Look for those things where God has blessed us. Listen, I want you to be aware of something. About 75% of the churches in America have either been down 25, 35, or 45% in their offerings. I know pastors who are telling me about churches who are getting ready to close their doors because they just can't afford to keep them open anymore. Well, listen, I got good news for you that this church has increased its giving during the time of the pandemic. That our offerings are not down anything, they're up about 7%. Come on, somebody. Now, only God can do something like that. Our well-beings have been protected. Our jobs have been protected. What God has uh, opened us up to do, he's uh, uh, continued to make that available to us. We have got to understand that even in the midst of this craziness, God has not fallen off the throne. Amen? He is still who he said he is. And we've got to encourage each other in these particular things. God is alive. He is well. And he has not lost his way. As a matter of fact, some of you may or may not be aware of this, and I don't know the exact figure, but we've already given away $1,750 to $2,000 to other churches. I mean, what do you do when God blesses you more than what you have? You've got to give it away. You can't hoard it like it's going to be for a rainy day fund. It's raining in other people's lives right now, amen? So that's like an umbrella fund. we got to help people during this time. And I am excited that God has connected us all around the world with the most amazing people that you could ever think to be associated with, and they are hurting. But guess what? God is going to use us to help them. I was golfing on Thursday, a highly spiritual thing that I do on Thursdays. <laughs> And uh, we were playing uh, 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 against a team, because uh, we're in a golf league, and the guy that was playing in the league just happens to be the guy that owns the golf course. 
And Matt, we've known him for years, and he said to me, he said, hey, what's going on? How are things going at your church? And I said, hey, they're going really well. And uh, he said, oh, great. He said, well, I suppose you guys are having all kinds of problems with money and offerings. And I said, no, we're actually not having that kind of situation. As a matter of fact, we got about 61 pastor friends in other nations that are starving. And Sunday, we're going to take an offering for them. He goes, seriously? He goes, well, how much are you hoping to get? I said, I'm hoping to get about a million dollars. I said... <laughs> But I want to be able to give $100 to, we have 66 pastors. And he said, oh, okay, so, you know, you put your ball down. T. Tammy always says, what do you guys talk about when you golf? It's like, hey, what are you hitting? Is that a Titleist? It's a, yeah, what'd you do today? I don't know, my back's hurting. This is the normal conversation. Man, my back really hurts, you know, because uh, we always make excuses that our shots don't go as far as they used to. So, yeah, my back's really bad, really bad. So, uh so we slipped up to the clubhouse on number one because we started on eighth. That's all minutiae you don't need to know. But he ran in, and I said to his son, I said, where's your dad? He said, I don't know. He said, I'll be back in a minute. So he came back out, and he does this number. Do I have it with me? I do. He does this number. He goes, and he hands me a $100 bill. And he said, now all you need is 69 he said, here's 100 if you want 7,000. Now all you need is. So somebody that doesn't even know any of these people already sowed a seed into what we want to do. I'm telling you, when you know Jesus, you're infectious. When you know Jesus, you have something inside of you that transforms people that don't even know people to do something that's outside of what they normally do. Isn't that crazy? That's a, the, the first seed money came from somebody who doesn't even go here for Sunday's offering, this offering today. Listen, instead of saying who we need to avoid, I'm excited to tell you about who are some people you need to hang around with, okay? Can we talk about who you need to hang with? First and foremost, you need to hang around with people who love Jesus, amen? You need to hang around with people who love Jesus. Matt, or John 16, 33, Jesus talks about, in this world you will have tribulation. He said, but I've got good news for you. I have overcome the world. Amen? And when you walk with me, those tribulations don't come upon you in the same fashion that they come upon other people because you have in you the one who has overcome the world. Amen? Now listen, the Apostle Paul says this, and I'm talking very fast today because I got 20 people you need to hang around with. And I'm not joking. We might have to do this in two, two messages, but I want to get you encouraged today. 2020 is not something bad that happened to us. 2020 squeezing us to get closer to Jesus, to look more like Jesus, to sacrifice more, to give more, to serve more. That's what 2020 is all about. We're going to look back and talk about, do you remember in 2020 when God did? Amen? I got some good stories to tell you. Amen? So listen to this. Now let's move on. This is what the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter uh, uh, 4. He says this in verse 6. He says, for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness, okay? He's talking about when, the earth, when nothing was created and God said, let there be light, that God, that powerful God that we serve, that God, amen? Somebody look at your neighbor and say, that God, that God. 
that God uh, who has shown in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. You need to hang around people who know Jesus because there is a countenance in those people that shines with them because of the glory of God that lives within them. Now listen, and he goes on to say, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. What treasure is that? That glory of God that he is talking about there. We have that Jesus that houses his glory, that God who came to earth to show us exactly who the Father was. Look, I'm going to tell you something. You need to hang around with people who hang around with Jesus. You know why? Because we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. And then he says this, you know, he talked about what I tell you in the scripture before. You're going to face tribulation, but I've overcome tribulation, okay? We are hard pressed on every side, yet we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are struck down, but not destroyed. And this is what people with Jesus do. You're always carrying about in the body, of, uh, uh, in the, body the dying of Jesus Christ, that the life of Jesus may be manifest in this body. That's why I love to hang out with these guys. Went over to their house, had a great time, got to uh, uh, say congratulations, Leah, but I got to hang out with people who love Jesus. We got to hang out with people who love Jesus. There's something that begins to happen. There's a transference of glory. There's an encouragement that comes that can't come in any other place. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. And the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our mortal flesh. You are just one miracle. Your, your life is one manifestation away from doing a great miracle. Because when the life of Jesus is manifest in you, that means that it is shown through you. That's what that word means. Mm. It means to make known what has been hidden and to reveal or uncover or bring forth. When you hang with somebody who knows Jesus, man, you are just one conversation, one opportunity away from seeing something incredible manifest through that person. We always talk about negative things that manifest through people, amen? But listen, no, there's a manifestation that happens in believers that brings us to a place that encourages us, even in the midst of 2020 tribulation, persecution, whatever you want to call it, to continue to move forward. We are the body of Christ. I love that movie, We Are Marshall. The whole thing looked like a destruction but they determined an identity. We are Marshall. And they marshaled around each other and came forth and they resurrected something that looked like it was dead. Yes, that was a football season. We are Jesus's. And everything that's inside of us is to bring forth the manifested presence of Jesus. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but I want to hang around with people who know Jesus, knowing that he who was raised, uh, he, who, he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus as well. Come on, somebody. 
It's easy to do a funeral like Mary's when you know that she's with Jesus. Amen? I mean, 89 years of having Jesus live inside of her. Now she has the manifested glory of God in her presence. No more hunched over, no more pain, no more nothing, because she has received the promise of Jesus coming so that he would die and we could live again. Come on, somebody. We are people who are all living anew, living again, living fresh. How many of you are not the same person that you used to be 30 years ago or 40 years ago or just five hours ago? Come on, somebody. Why? Because of the manifest presence of Jesus. We need to be around people who have the presence of Jesus living within them. Second thing we knew, we need to be around people who have been forgiven much. Mm, I'm telling you what, when you're around somebody who has been in the gutter, been down and out, been on their last uh, 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 possible nerve, been on, uh, uh, in, in a place to where there was no hope and they find Jesus, come on somebody, that person does things that the normal person doesn't do. See, they knew where they had been and only Jesus could have brought them into that next place. You need to be around people who love Jesus. You need to be around people who have been forgiven much. Sometimes we forget where we came from. Sometimes we lose track. Sometimes our compass uh, uh, gets a little swayed. But when you come back to true north, that place of truly knowing Jesus and, and, and knowing where you have been and where you are now, Come on now, there's something that happens to people who know him that way. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 2, it says this. Everybody say, but God. But God. You know, every time there's a but God, something incredible is going to happen. Amen? You need to go look in the mirror and, and bark out all the garbage that's happening and then say, but God. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, where am I in all of this stuff that's happening? And you need to go ahead and spew out all the stuff that is. And then you need to look yourself in the eye and say, but God. Because I am a child of God and because of God, things are not the same for me as they are for other people. It just is. It just is. But God, who is what? Rich in mercy. Because of his great what? Love for us. That he did what? He loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. When you find somebody that has found a grace that has helped them overcome a situation that nobody could transition them from. Come on now. There is something in that life that you've got to be around. You've got to rub elbows with somebody who has been forgiven much. The ages to come, he might show his exceeding riches by his grace, his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Mm. Man, when you say yes to Jesus, you're saying yes to the gift of God. Come on. I don't know who that was. Hallmark that talks about the gift that keeps on giving. 
They have no idea. They got no clue. We need to make one big card to Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he truly is the gift that keeps on giving. And this gift, this grace is what we're saved by, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk out in them. Hallelujah, we need to keep walking out in the things that he has called us to do. When we hang out with somebody who has been forgiven much, you get to see something. How about the woman at the well? Hallelujah. Jesus came to her, met her, talked to her, uh, and, and everything was just different because, uh, you know, that never happens. He prophesied over her, gave her a word of knowledge, told her where she was, and then she ended up getting saved. And what did she say? She said, let me tell you about the one who told me everything. Hallelujah. See, when somebody is in that place to where they've been forgiven much, they want to tell everybody who forgave them. Amen. We need to be around people who have a heart of evangelism. We need to be around people that have a heart to share who Jesus is with other people. We need to uh, be around people who have cried for the lost, who have given time for the lost. Hallelujah. See, something happens. Oh, listen, life isn't about who we avoid. Life is about who we uh, uh, associate with. Listen, we are beings who uh, uh, are to associate with other people. We are beings that need each other. Hang around with people who hang around with Jesus. Hang around with people who have been forgiven much. Hang around with people who love the word of God. Jesus said, look, folks, you cannot live by bread alone. But you got to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Sometimes these things seem so simple. It's because they are. And we've got to hang around people who love the word, who have been in the word, who have questions about the word, who talk about the word, who walk in the light of the word, who are challenged in their life to change those areas that don't look like Christ. But when they're confronted by the word, that they stand fast to say, I want to look like Jesus. I want to be like him. I want to talk like him. I want to walk like him. I want to move like he moved. I want to be a part of doing those things that he has called me to do. We need to be around people who love the word. Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is like a sword. It separates the flesh from the spirit. In other words, it gives you that opportunity to move the flesh out of the way and walk in the spirit because you cannot get your next first down walking in life by yourself. Amen? You cannot get to the place to where you get a fresh set of downs until you're freshly forgiven of those things that are holding you back. Amen? I want to be on the winning team. I want to be on the team where people love what they do and they do what they love. And that's following the things of God. I want to be around people. You need to be around people who are bold and unashamed. You need to be around some people that challenge you. You need to hang out with somebody today that when you go to lunch with them, you know they're going to witness to your waiter or waitress. And it makes you uncomfortable. 
You need to be around people that are bold, and when you're with them, they make you squirm. Hallelujah. Oh, God, here they go again. I know he's going to say, I know he's going to do it. I know that, uh, I, I see him setting it up. I know he's going in for the, the move here. It's like, oh, I, uh, I got to go to the bathroom. No, sit still. Sit still. Get around people that can't help themselves. Hallelujah. Get around people that are, are bold and, and, and unashamed. You see, the Apostle Paul said in, in Romans around 115 through 17 in this discourse, he said, I am not ashamed. Hallelujah. Right from the hit, he told those folks in Rome that he had never met because he didn't start the church there. But he wanted them to know, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God that brings people to salvation. Come on, somebody. Get around somebody who makes you squirm. Mm. Get around somebody that will just speak in tongues right in the middle of Myers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, my gosh. She's probably going to do it. I see her going in for the move. What can I help you with there? Oh, here she goes. Get around people who are not ashamed. Of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. I'm going to be getting around my daughter soon, and she said, "Dad, I thought service ended at 11:15. That's what you told us over here with these kids. Hallelujah! So don't squirm when the kids come running in, because I told her at 11:20. No matter where we're at, you just drop the kids off. We'll be just fine. That's what, that's 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 the papaw in me. You need to be around people who are bold and are not ashamed." You need to be uh, uh, around people who are, are willing to sacrifice and serve. You need to be around somebody who has gone to some place that you want to go so you can listen to all the stories so it can break all the chains from keeping you from doing what you need to do for God. Mm, hallelujah. You need to be around people who serve. The next thing you need to be around is you need to be around people who love hard. You need to be around people who will drop what they are doing to take care of the needs of somebody else. You need to be around somebody that will speak the truth to somebody when they need to hear the truth. You need to be around somebody that will love the unlovable. Come on, you need to be around somebody who would be like Jesus, who went to where the lepers are and didn't hold back. Whoa, Jesus, whoa, 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 those are the, Jesus, whoa, 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 those are the lepers, hold on. I can hear the disciples saying. You know why? Because I heard that in Cuba. I heard that in Cuba when the green lady came up to us who had AIDS sweating all over the place and she wanted to be prayed for and the guys got in front of Chuck and I and said, no, no, don't pray for her, she has AIDS. And you know what? It was encouraging to look at Chuck and him look at me and knowing that, no, uh -uh, no weapon formed against us will prosper. We're going to pray for her. And these guys got out of the way. Boom, down she goes. The Spirit of God all over her and healed her of her, uh, 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 her AIDS in documented paperwork. Listen, you need to be around people who love hard. Who love hard. Mm. 
I'm just telling you. I don't, I don't know if I have a scripture for that. I looked. Love, the love hard. Where's the love hard scripture, Jesus? Father, forgive them. Mm. How many of y'all got somebody in your life you need to forgive? Come on now. That person has wronged you in a hundred different ways, and they keep doing it, and they keep doing it, and they're like a ball and chain around you. See, I want to tell you what, when you love hard, forgiveness is something that comes out of you. People who love hard, man, they walk free. They just walk free because, see, when you got a ball and chain around you, it keeps you from reaching to that place of destiny that you need to go to. Man, I got friends who help people all the time, friends that have resources, and they pour those resources out knowing that 50% of the people that they pour money into are going to do them wrong. And they do it anyway. And they do it anyway. And I get to stand next to them in their discouragement. And I say, bro, do not let anyone destroy who you are. You love hard. You give until it hurts your fat wallet. I love that. Hey, listen, it's one thing to have a fat wallet. But if you don't stick your fingers in there to give any money away, your fat wallet don't do you no good. It just gives you back problems. Amen. Just gives you back problems. Listen, you need to be around people. And I'm going to just segue into my ending here, but I got 14 other things, literally, of people you need to be around. In that verse in Romans 16, it says this. Paul says, you need to focus on the doctrine that I have taught you. You need to, 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 to focus on the things that you have been taught. And I'm telling you what, I sure hope that in the time you're at Redeemers, that you learn something that helps you to know that you are a sojourner. What do I mean? You're just passing through this life making an impact because you've got a better place that you're headed. See, what happens when you become a sojourner is, is your stuff's not as important as it used to be. Because you ain't taking none of that stuff with you. I've never done a funeral where the U-Haul was attached to the casket. Not once. Where all their stuff went with them. You might as well distribute your stuff to those who have need while you're here. Because you're only going to be here for so long. You need to be around people who have a sojourner spirit to where, yeah, that, that stuff I got's nice. Do you want it? Would, is that what you want? Okay, well, here's my shirt. Okay? You need to be around people who that when they go through life that if they see somebody that their shoes are, are, are bad, that they would take their shoes off and give it to them. How many of y'all have just ever, right in the middle of where you've been, you've just untied your shoes and said, bro, those shoes, I just want to bless you with a nice pair of shoes. Mm. Tammy said to me yesterday, she goes, baby, you have got to get some dress shoes. She said, I'm going to the funeral, do the funeral yesterday. I got these old shoes that I've had for a hundred years. You know why? Because my last pair of dress shoes are in Africa. Listen, 
I'm just passing by. You know, I'll get me another pair of shoes. But that brother couldn't get him another pair of shoes. So am I attached? I'm telling you. God did the, the most unbelievable thing to me. He crushed me my first trip to Cuba. We had a, a guy that's a school teacher. He was our interpreter. He, he was a second grade school teacher. He was forced to report to class where he was going to make $7 a month and get his rice and beans. And he told the government, I'm not reporting because I got to do my thing for Jesus. And he, he, he hadn't even started a church yet, but he knew God had called him. And so I was looking at my new spirit-filled Bible. I had nine years of messages and research. I had everything, every I dotted and every T crossed, everything scribbled into and everything. And God came to me one night and he said, I want you to give this to Jesus. Because this will be like a doctorate's degree to him for the things that he's going to do. And I said, but Father, I can mail him another Bible. I mean, there's a lot of Bibles. I'll bet you by the time I leave the island, I can even find him one somewhere in Spanish. And, and it'll be better for him. And we had this conversation. He goes, but those Bibles don't have everything underlined. Everything that I have shown you, I've shown you so that you could give it to him. Because now he's going to look at the things that are important and he's going to impart those to other people. And dude, I mean, I went and said, hey, Susan, God told me to give you this Bible and here you go, grab a hold of it. I mean, here, get now. I mean, I really want you to have my, I, I really, I'm going to give you this honestly as soon as I'm done. Yeah, no. <laughs> it hurt. See, sojourners let go. Sojourners can just let go. It's okay to let go. Listen, it's interesting how God revs himself up to get us to the place that we need to be. You know, a couple weeks ago, Pastor Caleb preached some messages on love that hurt. And it cuts like a knife. And it said, agape love is this, it helps when it's not convenient. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something, you need to be around somebody who loves when it's not convenient. Listen to this, it gives even when it hurts. It gives even when it hurts. It devotes energy to others' welfare rather than our own. It absorbs the hurts of others without complaining or falling back. Listen, you need to be around people who allow God to speak prophetically. Because see, when God speaks prophetically, it helps you to easier, easily become all of those things that I've just talked to you about. In 2018, God spoke this to us as a church, okay? We listen to these things, but we don't know when the time he's going to call us. To do what he's called us. This church will become not just a local church, but an apostolic center. We are an apostolic center. I'm the father of these guys we're taking offerings for, literally. An apostolic community, which means we will export more than we import. Now, I'm a little greedy with that export-import thing. I'm an, I'm an old business guy, okay? 
We're going to export some things this week, but we're going to import some knowledge from Rod, Rob McCorkle over the next. So we're going to import some things as well, this export-import thing. This house will be known as a generous house Amen. because the apostolic gives more than it takes. It always does. God is going to increase the storehouse here. Everybody else's offerings are down 25, 35, 45 percent to the place to where their churches are going to close, some of them. Not here. And I'm not saying that in a braggadocious way, but I am bragging on Jesus. Because if not for Jesus, that's why I hang around people that know Jesus. These things can't happen, man. I mean, people are losing their minds out there. Stay focused on Jesus. Mm. God is going to increase the storehouse here. This will become a storehouse church with lots of resources for others. Listen, uh, listen, you know, we're just doing it. We're just, we're just stretching ourselves out. Tammy and I are stretching ourselves out. I, I, I'm not worried about it. God's got this all under control because the more we give, the more God sends. <laughs> We've already seen that. Dude, one week we gave away a thousand bucks and the next week our offering was like $15,000. We come in on Monday to see Didi count the offering just to see what God did last week. I'm just telling you. I know some of you are thinking, honey, I told you we shouldn't give that extra money. They got plenty. <laughs> We got a million dollars worth of ministry to do. And right now, our budget's around $500,000. We got a million dollars of ministry to do. Okay, so don't think that just because I'm talking about a surplus, we're going to give it away. All right, the church budget will increase. This year's budget will pale in comparison to what you're going to do in the next year. Let me just encourage you. Just, I got papers everywhere here. Kids are coming back. Don't, don't get all freaked out. It's all good. This is, this is what we do in 2020. Okay? It's just what we do. This is who we are. We're a family. It doesn't matter. Ecclesiastes 11, 1 through 7 says, Cast your bread upon the waters. Cast your bread on the waters, for you will find it after many days. Give a portion to seven or even to eight. For you know not what disaster may happen on the earth. If the clouds are full of rain, uh, they empty themselves on the earth. And if the tree falls to the south or the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it will lie. He who observes the wind, uh, Betty, get uh, Proverbs eleven twenty five ready for me, would you? And, and, and as you do not know where the spirit comes to the bones in the womb of a woman with a child, so you do not know the work of God who makes everything. In the morning sow your seed, at evening withhold not your hand, for you do not know which will prosper, this or that, or whether both will alike be good. Light is sweet, and it is pleasant for the eyes to see the sun. Proverbs eleven twenty five says this, the generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. Amen. Listen, 
This is not to twist your arm or to make you feel guilty. I do not want you to give an offering out of guilt. This is a compassion offering. Okay? This is an offering that says, these guys that we know are struggling to eat. And so we are going to help in any way we can. Okay? So today, as you leave, maybe you've already done it. Maybe you'll give something online. We're already having all kinds of people give online. We're very excited for that. So listen, this message that will go on next week is not about who we need to avoid, okay? Sometimes we can see things from a negative place, but I want to be positive. I want to say these are the people that we need to hang out with. Would you guys stand with me today? Hallelujah. We're preaching old school Redeemer today. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not the least bit sorry. <laughs> That's a lie. Forgive me for lying. Because <laughs> that, that was a straight up lie. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, today, we thank you for everything that you have done. The inspiration, the impartation of your word. The opportunity to worship you. And Father, we thank you that you have given us a grace to, Father, be your hands and your feet and your provision for all of these wonderful people in these six different nations. And so, Father, today, I just pray, God, that you will multiply everything that would come in in our compassion offering. And, Father, that you would help us to see the importance of who we hang around with and the things that we obtain from each other and from you. And so, Father, today we give you praise in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Can we give the Lord a praise offering? Amen.